And then once the money's in your account, you can go ahead and begin investing it. And this might be one of the most important steps because I've seen so many times that people just roll over their money into their IRA and it just sits there for six months or a year. And they were like, oh, I thought that money was invested. And then it wasn't. So it wasn't growing or doing what it should have been doing. Welcome to Retirement Answers, a podcast built to answer your most pressing retirement questions. If you're someone who's either thinking about retirement or already in retirement, well, you're in the right place. Hey there, my name is Jacob Duke, and each week I'll be walking through different tips and strategies to help you succeed in retirement. So let's go ahead and get started with today's show. Hey friends, welcome back to Retirement Answers. I'm excited and glad that you are here. Today, we're gonna be talking about rollovers and everything that you need to know about them. So I've labeled this as the ultimate guide to 401k rollovers. So uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's a super practical topic since almost everyone has a 401k or a 403b or a TSP or just some sort of employer retirement plan. So today we're gonna be talking through all the advantages of doing a rollover, all the times you may or may not want to do a rollover, the two different types of rollovers and some of the pros and the cons there and some suggestions that I have for you. And then be sure to stay to the end because that's where I'm going to walk you through exactly step-by-step step, uh, the process to actually doing your rollover from your 401k. That way, next time you know you have a rollover to do, well, you can come back to this episode and know exactly how to do it. So before we get started, welcome to all the new listeners that are out there. And if you're a frequent listener, I hope you're finding this really helpful and encouraging. Uh, my whole goal in doing this is to empower you and uh, share tips and strategies that you can use to ultimately live your best retirement. That's why Retirement Answers exists. And as always, if you have thoughts or suggestions on how I can make this podcast more helpful or beneficial for you, feel free to send me an email at jacob at retirementanswers.net. And that's how you can reach me. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with today's show. So today we're talking about rollovers, but before I jump into all the things we're going to discuss, I hear the term misused most of the time, but just want to make sure we're all on the same page from the get-go. All right, so a rollover is from an employer plan to an IRA. Okay, so it's a 401k or a 403b, you are technically rolling your money over from that employer plan to your individual retirement account, being an IRA or a Roth IRA, uh, respectively. So that's how a rollover works. A rollover is not a transfer from an IRA to another IRA. So if you have an IRA at Charles Schwab and then you want to transfer it to another IRA at Fidelity, that is not a rollover. I often hear that term used in terms of moving that money from one IRA to another, you're, you're rolling it over to another Another IRA. That's technically not correct. A rollover is whenever it changes account types. So a 401k is a different account type from an IRA, but an IRA, depending on which institution it's at, is not different from a, the IRA at the other institution. So they're still IRAs. So a rollover is from an employer plan to your personal account and a transfer is between any of your personal accounts. Just want to be clear on that on the front end before we jump into some of these different advantages of rolling over a 401k. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with talking through the different advantages of rolling over your 401k. Number one, uh, whenever you have your money in an IRA instead of a 401k, you have way more investment options to choose from. In fact, you can invest in pretty much anything within your IRA, whether it be an individual stock, whether it be an ETF or your favorite mutual fund or a REIT or anything that you want to buy, you can go buy. On the contrast, whenever your money is in a 401k, you have a select few options to actually invest in depending on your specific plan, and every plan is going to be different. So you might have 10 different mutual funds or 
15 different mutual funds or 20 different funds that you can actually pick from, but you're limited to that certain amount of funds and the ones that they actually allow. You can't go buy the different thing that you want to go buy. You have to stick to what is available within your plan. So that's number one. Whenever you roll your money over into an IRA, that opens up a wide array of different investment options for you that might meet your needs more specifically. Okay, number two is that whenever your money is with an IRA custodian, typically they are going to be far better at communicating with you rather than your 401k plan provider. I don't know how many times I've been frustrated with previous plan providers from different 401ks, whether they be my own or if I'm working with a client on rolling over their funds. A lot of times that communication channel is just not as efficient as we think it otherwise should be. So whenever your money is with an IRA custodian like Fidelity, Schwab, uh, or Vanguard, they have way better communication techniques and will actually get you the information you need a lot quicker. So that's the second advantage because if you think about it, whenever you leave a company and you leave your 401k where it is and you don't roll it over, well, you're falling into the abyss of like other thousands of people who also have left their 401ks at that company and haven't done anything with them yet. And ultimately that just means that you're just a number and they don't really care to give you a good service. So the second advantage is you would just have a lot better communication with your custodian whenever you move that money into an IRA. Number three is that whenever your money is in an IRA, the rules for that account type are a lot simpler or they're just less rules in general compared to your 401k. So getting that money from the 401k makes your life easier uh, because you know, hey, my money is in an IRA. Here's the simple, easy rules I need to understand. Here's my contribution limits. Here's when I can take this money. Um, here's whenever I can, here's what I can invest in. All these different things are a lot simpler than your 401k. And whenever you get that money over there, you'll be a lot happier because you don't have to jump through all the different hoops that might be there within the 401k plan. Number four is that whenever you have an IRA, you can do Roth conversions a lot easier. Yes, sometimes you can do a Roth conversion within your 401k plan, but that means that your 401k plan has to have a Roth option and maybe some other rules attached to it. So whenever you have your money outside of an employer plan, you get to choose what you want to do with that money and when you want to do it rather than having to rely on a plan document like you do within a 401k plan. So if you want to do a Roth conversion, well, you just open up a Roth IRA and you convert the amount of money you want from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA, as opposed to having to go through plan providers and understand the rules and say, hey, can I do this? You know you can with an IRA, and it's just a lot easier to do. And in fact, it's a lot cleaner and simpler to do because you have all the documentation you need, and the custodian is that much easier to work with. And finally, whenever your money is in a 401k, you're paying probably somewhere between one and 3% of your account balance in fees and administrative costs. But whenever you have your money in an IRA outside of a 401k plan, well, the cost of that IRA to have it open is zero. Typically, there are no account maintenance fees. The only fee you would have is whatever you're paying your financial advisor because they are helping you invest and guide you along in all the different situations along the way. So your cost technically would be lower with an advisor and an IRA than it would be with no advisor and your 401k plan. Uh, and also within your IRA, you can choose which investment options back to point number one, but then also because you're choosing the investment options, well, you get to choose what the expense ratios are on those different investments you are going to be using as opposed to within the 401k plan. Sometimes they only have high cost mutual funds, which ultimately adds to your overall annual cost within that 401k account. So whenever you have the money outside of that in your IRA, you can then choose which investments, lowering your costs. And then also there are no costs to have the account open. Like I said, the only fees or costs are the ones that you would be paying to your advisor. So all in all, in terms of the advantages of rolling over your money from a 401k to an IRA, 
you just simplify things a lot. You develop a better communication with your custodian and you get a lot more freedom in terms of how you want to invest and the rules are a lot simpler. So for me, it's a no brainer every time. As soon as I get done with an employment and I go to a new job or maybe I'm retiring, I want to roll that money out of that 401k plan almost immediately, get it into an IRA. That way I have control of my money in my own personal account rather than having to deal with an employer sponsored plan if and when I need money in the future future. So we know that rolling over to an IRA is typically going to be the best course of action, but there are a few times whenever you may not want to do a rollover. And the first is whenever you are planning on retiring early. So there's this thing called the rule of 55 that states that if you retire or separate from service in the same year that you turn 55 or later, then you would have the ability to access the money in your 401k account. Even if it's tax deferred, you can actually access money and in your 401 K and not pay a 10% early distribution penalty on those funds. Now, remember, whenever we have a tax deferred account, like a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, we have to wait until 59 and a half to be able to pull money out without tax and penalty. If we do before then, we're going to have that early distribution penalty, which is 10%. But whenever we use the rule of 55 within the 401k provisions, that means that we can take money if we're 55 or older, whenever we retire or separate from the job, that means we can take money from that 401k account and not pay the 10% penalty. You're still going to pay the income taxes, but you're not going to pay that 10% early distribution penalty. Now, a couple important things to know there is that you can't do the rule of 55 with an old 401k plan from years ago. It actually has to be from your current employer or the one that you just left. So if you're thinking about retiring at 54, and you are going to be needing money to pull from your accounts to live on until you get to 60 or 62 or whenever your social security or other incomes are going to turn on, well, you might want to delay that until 55 in terms of your retirement, and then you can use the rule of 55 to access money in your 401k plan without the additional 10% penalty. So that's why you would not want to do a rollover if you're planning on retiring and you're needing to pull money out of your retirement accounts and you don't have any other sources of income like from a Roth IRA, cash investment accounts or anything or any sort of pension or anything like that. So uh, whenever you are thinking about retiring early, rule of 55, remember that maybe you don't want to roll over your 401k just yet. So that's the first reason that you may not want to roll over your 401k yet. And the second reason is that maybe you need creditor protection. Maybe you are a real estate investor or maybe you have a business and bankruptcy or civil suits are something that is a risk for you. Well, rolling over your money to an IRA now opens you up to the courts or anyone that's pursuing your money. They could now use your IRA to actually say, hey, you have to send me money out of your IRA and distribute that to me, as opposed to if your money isn't an employer-sponsored plan under the ERISA Act, well, you are protected uh, from civil suits or bankruptcy clauses that could be there. So um, that's another thing is if you need creditor protection and you're not wanting to risk your money uh, because of different business dealings or things that you might have going on in your life, well, then you want to leave that in the 401k plan because it is protected in that particular account type. So those are the couple different reasons that you may not want to roll over your 401k plan. I find that those are a lot more rare, especially number two, with the creditor protection issue. Uh, 
issues. Um, sometimes people that are retiring early might want to pay attention to that roll of 55. But if we've done the things that we needed to do so far in terms of building and saving your retirement accounts, well, we may not actually want to use the rule of 55. Maybe we want to use uh, some different account types to live on in the early years of retirement and also do some Roth conversions along the way. So sometimes that rule of 55 is the only option, but if we've done things correctly, hopefully we've eliminated the need to have to do that. Okay, so those are the advantages of doing a rollover from a 401k, and then also sometimes you don't want to do them. Now, when it comes to actually doing the rollover, remember, be sure to stay to the end because I'm going to walk you through exactly how to do it step by step. But we have to understand that there are two different types of rollovers that we can do in the first place. So whenever you rollover funds from an old 401k, well, you can do it in one of two ways. You can do it either as a direct rollover or as an indirect rollover. So what's the difference? Well, whenever you do a direct rollover, the check that you're going to receive is made out to the financial institution that's receiving the check. Um, and then also it'll have your name on it. So in my case, if I'm doing a 401k rollover and I'm going to deposit in my IRA, well, it would say Charles Schwab FBO, which stands for for the benefit of Jacob Duke. So Charles Schwab FBO Jacob Duke, that's how the check would be made out. So what's actually happening is that money is not made out to me directly. It's made out to Charles Schwab for the benefit of my account. Therefore, it's a direct rollover. So it's not actually my money because it's not made out to me directly. But whenever we think about the overall rules of 401k rollovers, remember there is a 60 day window to get that check deposited into your IRA. So we want to make sure that we don't miss that. So even if that check is mailed to me, which typically is going to be the case, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, even if it's mailed to me and it's made out to Charles Schwab, FBO, Jacob Duke, uh, I still have 60 days to get that check and mail it to Charles Schwab so that they can deposit it into my account without any big penalties in terms of not completing the rollover on time because there could be huge tax implications there. So I say that and I want to just say, hey, a direct rollover is typically going to be the best way to go. Now, what if you decide to do an indirect rollover? How is that different and why would I not want to do that. Well, whenever you do an indirect rollover, the check is made payable directly to you. So that check would not include anything about the financial institution. It would only have my name on it. But there are a few different wrinkles that you have to deal with. When doing an indirect rollover, the old 401k is required to withhold 20% of the rollover amount for tax purposes. So uh, whenever you do this direct rollover, you still have 60 days to deposit that check in your IRA. But there's a big catch. You're required to deposit 100% of the original rollover amount in order to not be taxed or penalized. But remember what I said, they have to withhold 20% for taxation purposes. So technically you only received a check worth 80% of your rollover amount. But remember, you have to actually deposit 100% of the amount into your IRA. So this means that you have to come up with the 20% uh, that they withheld on your own and then complete the rollover by adding that 20% to the 80% check that you um, received. So on a, for example, on a $100,000 indirect rollover, you're going to get a check for $80,000 and the other 20,000 is actually being sent to the IRS as a tax withholding. So you receive the check for 80, but in order to not be taxed and penalized on the $20,000 that was withheld, you have to now come up with $20,000, whether it be from your checking or savings account or somewhere to actually add to your $80,000 check you received to make your rollover whole. If you don't do that, you will pay tax and penalty as an early distribution on the 20,000 that was withheld. So that's really confusing. 
And there's a lot of hoops to jump through uh, with the indirect rollover, which is why I say, hey, don't do that because you're probably going to end up doing it wrong. So when you're doing a 401k rollover, those are the two different options. You can do a direct or an indirect rollover. And I, and I always encourage you to do a direct rollover. Okay, so let's go ahead and walk through the step-by-step -step process to actually doing a 401k rollover. But first, if you're enjoying the show so far, I encourage you to give it a rating and review and share with a friend who might find it helpful. That helps me out a lot in terms of finding new listeners and helping more people. So thank you so much for doing that. And let's keep going with the process to doing a 401k rollover. Okay, so the first thing we've got to do is we have to have an IRA open at our receiving custodian, whether that be Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard, whoever it might be might be, pick your favorite, go open your IRA there, and that is the first step. We've got to have the account open so that the check can be received into it. Now, once your account is open, your 401k custodian will typically uh, allow you to do your rollover in a couple of different ways. You can do it either over the phone, or they might require you to submit their specific rollover paperwork. Now, I personally like to do it over the phone because if we're being honest, those forms that they send you are super confusing and really hard to understand, and I'm like, hey, I'm probably probably going to do this wrong. So I like to do it over the phone. That way I can just say, Hey, I want to roll over all of my money, a direct rollover to XYZ institution. Because I like to say over the phone, Hey, I want to just roll over all of my money, a direct rollover to XYZ institution. And that just is way easier to me than having to fill out and understand all of the forms. Now, once you complete the request, you will likely have a check either sent to you or it will be sent to your IRA custodian. So let's say I opened my IRA at Fidelity. Well, that would be the custodian of my IRA. So I wanna give you a pro tip here, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, if they provide the option to have your check sent directly to the custodian, then I would choose that option. This eliminates the middleman of you having to receive the check and then also get it sent off again. Uh, the less time in the mail, the better in my opinion, the less chance it has of getting lost, which means not necessarily you lose your money, but it means that you have to restart the process, void that check and then restart over. So it kind of eliminates all the different confusion or mess ups that could happen along the way. Now I've seen this sometimes and it's pretty rare. Most of the time they do actually have to send a check because that's how the plan document is written. But sometimes the plan itself, the 401k plan itself will allow you to ask for that money to be ACH or electronically transferred over into your IRA custodian. Like I said, that's the best option, but it's super rare to find that within a 401k plan. Um, another tip I have got for you here in terms of checks in the mail and things like that, a lot of times the 401k plan provider, whenever they're asking you, if you're on the phone with them, a lot of times the 401k plan provider, if you're on the phone with them requesting this rollover, they will ask you, hey, do you want this to be uh, overnighted or two day or, or do you want it to be just regular mail? I typically would say pay the additional cost 25 or 30 bucks, whatever it might be to have them uh, two day mail that to you. That way you get a tracking number on your check as it's in transit. And then if you receive that check, once you actually go send it off to your custodian, I also once again recommend, hey, go ahead and pay an additional cost just to get that money uh, sent there in a couple days. That way it's not in transit for as long and you can get a tracking number for that check. I like to always have my thumb on where my check is at all, all times and that way I know, hey, my money is, is on time, it's going to the right place and if it ever does go to the wrong place or it ever doesn't actually get there, well, I've got a paper trail of tracking number to know, hey, here's when I sent this in, here's when it went out out, all these good things, because this is at the end of the day, this is your hard earned money and it's your life savings. So I want to make sure I pay just a little bit extra money to make sure I've got my bases covered there because that allows me to sleep at night a little bit better. 
Now, let's say that the normal course of action is you receive that check to you in the mail. Well, once you receive that, then you are responsible for mailing that to your IRA custodian, like I mentioned already. But remember, you've got 60 days to get that money deposited into your IRA from the time that you requested the rollover. So whenever you get that check, be sure if it's a direct rollover, which is what we're trying to do, do not sign or endorse that check. Because remember, it is not your money. It is Charles Schwab or it's Fidelity or it's Vanguard's or whoever it's going to, and it's for the benefit of you. So don't endorse or sign the check. Just grab it. And then um, I would maybe make a little memo in terms of on a sticky note or an index card and put that in the mail with that check and say, hey, please deposit my check, my rollover check into my account and then put your account number. That way that whenever they receive it at the custodian, they know where to deposit that check. All right, so if you do the expedited shipping on that uh, check as it's in transit and you get the tracking number, it should be a couple business days before that money is deposited into your IRA. And then once the money's in your account, you can go ahead and begin investing it. And this might be one of the most important steps because I've seen so many times that people just roll over their money into their IRA and it just sits there for six months or a year. And they were like, oh, I thought that money was invested. And then it wasn't. So it wasn't growing or doing what it should have been doing. So that might be one of the most important steps in all of this. Actually, once the money is in your IRA, don't forget to invest it. So there you go. You did it. You've done a 401k rollover and I've gone through all the steps to do that. Um, so next time you are doing one of these, go back and listen to this episode. That way you can remember and kind of refresh on what to do and when to do it. But I wanted to give you a couple things to remember before I let you go. Remember, this will the whole process will take a couple weeks from start to finish in terms of requesting the rollover, receiving the check in the mail, then you mailing it off again, then depositing it, and then you investing that money again. It will probably take a couple weeks just depending on how fast the shipping that you select on your checks in the mail is going to be. Also, be sure to have the correct type of money rolled over into the uh, correct IRA accounts. So for example, a lot of people have a traditional 401k and Roth 401k within their different 401k plans. And so whenever you are on the phone with your 401k plan provider and you're requesting the rollover, be sure to say, hey, do I have any Roth money in my account? And if I do, I want to have that sent to my Roth IRA, which we would have to have that open. But you want to make sure that you're sending the right money to the right accounts. And whenever you receive the checks in the mail from your rollover, you want to make sure that you're sending that to the correct custodian, the correct account number. That way you don't get commingled or misaligned funds based on the account types. And then finally, once again, always do a direct rollover. Don't forget about the 60-day window. And then don't forget to invest your money when it's in your IRA. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Retirement Answers. I hope this episode on rollovers has been super helpful and beneficial for you. If it has, once again, go ahead and give it a rating and review. Share it with a friend. And other than that, I look forward to talking with you again really soon. Hey, it's Jacob again, and I wanted to extend a quick offer to you. If you have a question and you would like to have it answered here on the show, please email me at jacob at retirementanswers.net. And I'd love to answer that question for you right here on the show. Also, I wanted to remind you that nothing discussed in today's episode is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Retirement Answers is for educational purposes only. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I look forward to talking with you again next week.